Welcome to the Goth and the Sloth. I am your Sloth, Matt. And I'm Luna the Goth. This is the podcast of two friends living a country apart, burning it down from both ends. And we're taking the second season of our podcast to discuss all things lycanthropy. <laughs> or werewolves. Nah, nah, oh. just lycanthropy. They can figure it out. <laughs> Google's your friend. <laughs> So we're discussing all the fun werewolf movies we can get our hands on, discussing them in depth, and having all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So how, how have you been, Luna? Um, Happy Thanksgiving, question mark, or day of eating with people yeah. you like or don't <laughs> like. I don't know. Whatever. Happy holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Happily shoving food in your face day. Yeah. I feel like it's tough to like I don't know ever since the the shutdown capital capital letters proper noun the shutdown <laughs> I feel like some holidays have lost their allure and others have gained them and for me Thanksgiving has lost quite a bit of shine Okay. Because I just like, I don't know. I'm like, just, we can all just eat whenever we want. <laughs> it's just about eating and football because you do that every Sunday if you want to. Like, so for me, I just was like, uh, okay, it's a day off. Yay, I have a day off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the biggest part, at least for me, is four days off. Yeah, I had. Thursday off. The end. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Um it was good though. Uh I've just been you know, ever busy as always and nothing is changing about that. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> um what about you? What have you been up to? I know you had a couple shows. Yeah, just yesterday my band had a show, so I'm running off about three hours sleep because I had to go back to work today, so Ew. that's fun. Um, and it was a interesting show, you know, Sunday night shows, you know, always get just tons of people just are clamoring for Sunday night shows. Those just people can't get enough. It's just known for being a big show day you know? and then yeah the sunday after thanksgiving like when you get back from the airport first thing you want to do is just go to a show like that's Definitely. <laughs> yeah that's actually what i was telling people is like man i wish there was a show tonight because i definitely want to be outside of my house again <laughs> but you know yeah it was one of those yeah and i made tons of jokes about it like hello other people in the bands and the two other people that came (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah that's a bummer but you gotta do what you gotta do glorified practice yeah no that's why i took it as is yeah it's dress (laughs) rehearsal because we did our whole show smoke machine costumes and everything but nice nice um but yeah, and we got teamed up with a bunch of bands that don't really fit our genre either because the promoter huh. didn't do his homework. Mm. So that also made it fun. But we take that as a challenge to convert people. Yeah, why like, the fuck not? You came here for a jam band? Well, we're going to play metal songs that are pop songs. <laughs> and, you're welcome. And you're going to love it. <laughs> And then, yeah, we have another show this Saturday. It is all, actually all our, f- like, favorite local bands that we all know each oh, other good. and stuff. So this one's going to be a good one, although it's at a smaller venue, but that's all right. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you're coming out for this one. I'm pretty sure you said that. So Yeah, good. totally. Yeah. I uh, have <laughs> definitely cleared my schedule for the three days to drive out there and the three days to drive back. <laughs> But I would be there if I could. Eh, next year. We actually didn't want to do any shows those last two months. Uh, and just s- stuff fell in our lap. We're like, okay. Yeah, why not? So, <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, lots of band stuff. And uh, lots of repairing the house still. Uh, getting everything in order uh, after the move. But yeah, busy cool. and fun. So, yeah, Uh, before we get into it, if people want to reach us with any questions, comments, and or concerns, 
No concerns. No concerns. We don't take those. <laughs> How can people do that? Uh, you can find us at Goth and Sloth on Twitter and Instagram, and you can email us like like your grandpa probably does <laughs> to the nice lady on the TV. Like, what's that email address again? I want to send her a message. But um, <laughs> it's goth and sloth at gmail.com. All right. You ready to get into this uh, episode's movie? Let's do it. Because I am very excited about this one. All right. So this time we are discussing the 2014 movie Where. Dun, dun, dun. Um, randomly discovered this after we started this podcast looking for werewolf movies and the trailer was nuts to me. So I was very excited to I don't watch trailers, in. so I don't know. All right. I still don't know what the trailer looks like. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Where is brought to us by writer-director William Brent Bell, who is known for Stay Alive, The Devil Inside, The Boy, The Boy 2, and apparently he's doing a prequel to Orphan. <laughs> that okay. sounds bad. Yeah, you know, um, like you started saying movies and I was like, cool. And then you kept saying movies and I was like, hmm. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, Stay Alive, Devil Inside, both really good. The Boy, pretty good. Just kept Kept sliding. This one's right at the peak when he was doing some awesome stuff, I think. This is right after Devil Inside. Yeah. All right, so this movie picks up. It's all in France, which I didn't realize, so that should make you happy, the entire make movie. Me very happy. <laughs> Everybody's talking French. <laughs> I loved it. Um, so it starts off with a uh, found footage of a family camping, and uh, they are attacked by some sort of beast in the woods. And they're interviewing the woman that survived, and her husband and child were murdered. And she's all tore up. Like, this has got to be some sort of monster. Uh, but then, weirdly, the police switch their theory and say it's a homicide. And then arrest this local man named Talon. Which, awesome name, by the way. Like, more people yeah. should be named Talon. That's a great name. And T-A-L-A-N, because it'd be cheesy if it was L-O-N. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah talon gwenick uh gets arrested he's this big hulking guy but like in that way that they don't he's so big that he doesn't look like he can move around very well um yeah i would like imagine like a uh a basketball player with a football player's build yeah like really tall but still beefy just not squat like just tall yeah and imposing very imposing the guy's a very scary looking dude just the way they filmed him he is <laughs> yeah they did it right so um katie who is an american lawyer decides she's going to defend him in this case and she pulls in her friend eric uh who is a researcher and f her former boyfriend it seemed like uh, they had something, they had something going on. <laughs> Gavin, who's like a medical researcher, and they're going to crack this case. And it starts off as more like a um, uh, more of a law kind of movie, like a legal. Like a yeah. yeah. And uh, it also fakes you out because you think it's going to be found footage, but then it's not. Yeah, it's kind of like, am I found footage? Am I not? I'm going to keep filming shakily. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, they take. But I'm also still not found footage. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was interesting. We'll get into the cinematography in a bit. Um, so they start investigating this case, and they find out that Talon's been sick with this weird. They don't know what it is yet. Uh, disease his entire life. So they start building his case around that. Um, and they start meeting with Talon, who hasn't been talking at all since he's been arrested. And Katie finally gets to talk to him, and he's worried about his mom, and they just live on this farm or whatever. And during their first meet, there's a little kerfuffle, and Gavin gets himself uh, scratched by Talon. Um, which, you know, you don't think much of it. He's just a guy, right? No, 
weirdness going on there at the all. The movie is called Where? So. <laughs> um, so they go to interview his mom. Turns out that uh, their farm was stopping this uh uh, plan to develop a, a dumping site for radiation or radioactive waste that was costing the town a lot of money or could have made the town a lot of money if they just moved. And so the whole town's mad at this whole family anyway. So it's starting to be like this conspiracy, like they're setting talent up so they can kick them off. And you're like, Oh, okay. This is, this is getting pretty intense. And then they find out that uh, there is this disease that Talon could be suffering from. Uh, it's something that causes, you know, extra body hair and he can go into seizures. And um, so they decide they're going to get him tested for it. And this is really weird, evasive test. Um, not for the squeamish, by the way. Um, so first things they got to rub a, uh, uh, what's it called? Like a... Uh, micro, micro, uh, I can't a slide, yeah, micro slide, yeah, a, it's a microscope slide, yeah, there you go, right across your eyeball, which, yeah, seemed why weird. Not? <laughs> okay, <laughs> honestly, I thought that that was a brilliant, um, like homage to the first. Oh, crap, I'm forgetting the name of it. So sorry, history, film history buffs, but y'all know what I'm talking about, one with the eyeball. The French silent film with the eyeball. I don't know. It's like super important. I'm gonna look that <laughs> up while you keep Well, there was some homages to a lot of things too, because uh, Talon's uh, from a Romani family, and I feel like that was a direct reference mm-hmm. to the original Wolfman movie. I um, caught that as well. I thought that was interesting. So, which happens a lot in a lot of these werewolf movies. They like to tie it into the Romani history. Some of them. Some of them. Some of them just do their own weird thing (laughs) so the second part of this whole test is they now have to try and induce a seizure so they have him just look directly into a strobe light oh it looks like he got an answer yeah i think it's on chien on is the um is the name of the film and it's the one where they cut the eyeball and people freak the fuck out because they had never seen anything like that before uh. it's like super super famous and um is some of the earliest like body horror it's pretty dope and mm. it was also french and so i thought this was very much i mean not even like it's not even slight like this is a hundred percent yeah referencing yeah <laughs> <laughs> although you said it's it's on the loo on the loo yeah. So on the loo, like the turlet. I on the turlet. We're we're breaking up. This is the last episode of this podcast. I can't talk to him anymore. R.I.P. Me. <laughs> no. I diss the French language. I am sorry. <sighs> anyway, continue. 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 All right, so. Uh, they start uh, flashing a light into his face, and I think maybe the best, maybe second best. There's two amazing scenes in this movie, in my personal opinion. Okay. Uh, he flips the fuck out <laughs> and that destroys everyone in the operating room and just tears everything apart, and it's this amazing scene, and then escapes, and now it becomes a horror movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Up before yeah, he, this, it, there was like, oh, did he do it? Did he not? We don't know. Oh yeah, the fuck he did. A hundred percent did it. Like, dude, just like ripped this dude in half. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like slamming a skull into the wall repeatedly, like uh, with blood splatter, and I was like, yeah, this guy did it. I don't know. Is there anybody else unsure? Because I, I think we know now. <laughs> Uh, and he was suffering. If I just check my notes, they, the disease is called porphyria. I don't know if that's a real thing. Um, I don't know either. Let's look it up real quick. Porphyria refers to a group of disorders that result from a buildup of natural chemicals that produce porphyrin in your body. Okay, so it is based on something. Kind of real. is, yeah. Uh, Whether or not that's the actual affliction, 
like what they were describing in the film, but yeah, the word is a thing. It is a real word. <laughs> so that's neat. Um, and that's kind of something worth mentioning at this point is this is a werewolf movie, but like in the way that the dark Knight was a comic book movie in that it's very realistic. It's a, it's mm, everything a, in this film is based in science, yeah. which I thought was neat. Yeah, that was very cool. Um, so uh, Talon escapes, and they finally uh, corner him in this uh, abandoned uh, building, and they bring in all the police, which is police just a French word? Because they just had police on their uniform. I mean, it's and also the word for police in French. And, like, I mean, if it, I think Italia, it's polizzi. Um, it's just all, it's some form of police in like every language in most languages in fact there's a great tiktok about how most languages use the word police except for some hmm. that decide to go a little crazy with the word <laughs> but yeah it's just it just i don't know what the etymology <coughs> of the word is but anyway continue with this one. okay so yeah the police uh hone in on him and then it's for the second best or maybe best scene of the movie again is they corner him in this and then we get the full body change and he tears everybody apart again, throwing people out a window, smashing people into pillars, jumping out a window and just walking away. It was fantastic. I really love that scene too. <laughs> so now that now it's on the hunt for Talon and trying to figure out where he is. In the meantime, Gavin, who is scratched, is ha- starting to have some weird issues going on. He's like, "What's what's happening?" And maybe porphyria is something you can transmit. So he's becoming worried about that. They find that Ga- uh, that Talon went to his old uh, farmhouse to visit his mom, and um, they again try and surround him, and. Uh, more uh, battles kind of take place, I guess. Um, and he, um, crap, I can't remember. Did he kidnap Katie or did she just like Mm-mm. follow him? If she followed him That's because right. she felt like she had some kind of like responsibility for whatever he was doing. That's right. So yeah, she's trying to like calm him down. And in the meantime, Gavin's going full werewolf. Like he, Tries to do the porphyria test on himself with, uh, you know, the lens and ends up breaking it, then doing it anyways and cutting his eye open, which I was confused why they did that. But now that what you said makes sense. Yep. That's why. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a reference to a thing. Because um, mm-hmm. I was like, why, why would you just do that again? That seems like a bad plan. You just cut your eye open. Yep. <laughs> Um, but he like really freaks out about the whole thing and shaves his head and goes full nuts. Um, also he kind of looked like a uh, professor X from X-Men first class when he shaved his head. I'm just throwing that out. He there. did a little actually. <laughs> yeah. Except super buff. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Oh, taking the eyebrows too, huh? All right. He just went for it. <laughs> okay. And then begins yeah. a battle between Gavin and Talon, werewolf on werewolf battle between the two, um, in a pretty decent action scene, and uh, a, a snipers trying to shoot them from a helicopter. All this craziness is going on, and it seems that Talon does finally die in the midst of all this. He gets strangled. Yeah. To, to quote unquote death. Yes. But did he? Dun dun dun. Exactly. Because it ends on a news report of uh, more bodies and or animals being slaughtered in the woods, and uh, with Gavin now somewhat uh, okay talking to the news about Porphyria, and ending on the line basically saying Talon is a werewolf. Yep. Which is the only time they mention it by name in the movie. Yes. Yeah. And Absolutely. Bum, bum, bum. That is where. <laughs> yeah. It, I really enjoyed the film. I thought it was really, really fun. I didn't know what to expect because I don't watch trailers. So I was like, huh, I wonder what this is about. Ooh, French. <laughs> um, and then 
like as the movie progressed i was like oh i really like a lot of the choices that were made and i thought it was really fun um the the like you said the procedural aspect of it at the beginning was a nice little bait and switch mm-hmm. for what this movie is going to be like yeah <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> this is what this movie is going to be like and then i was like no it's not <laughs> it's going to be totally different um so yeah i i definitely thought it was a fun ride i i have some some small complaints okay. uh, but you know as i do <laughs> but overall i thought that it was really fun i i, I definitely recommend it yeah uh, there's no reason you shouldn't watch this film yeah no i really enjoyed this maybe one of my favorite that we've watched so far yeah um, i would agree with that I mean, other than, like, the classic. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't, you can't beat American Werewolf. You can't beat Ginger Snap. That's a good one, too. <laughs> <laughs> um. uh, but, yeah, so I thought that the science, like, with all of these aspects based in science, even though they didn't know what this disease was that afflicted people in the family, it was still, like... A scientist was involved from the get, from the jump, mm-hmm. and I always feel like that gives like a it gives the skeptics in the audience like a little as something extra to lean on. Yeah. So you're like, oh, we're definitely gonna figure it out. Like, what the hell is going on here? And then, I mean, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked that aspect of it. Um, obviously, we all knew that someone was gonna be turned. So in this yeah. particular type of film, it was via scratch. Uh, I'm not sure that anyone that was bitten by him survived ever. No. <laughs> so I think that scratching might be the only way you can survive. <laughs> um, and that that storyline was interesting. Uh, it's I found it really interesting that Gavin decided to like shave all of his body hair yeah he was like i'm a werewolf now and i'm cold i I don't know i don't really understand i think what do um, you think about that i think it was a uh decision made in essence of filming the fight scene because you can easily easily tell the difference between the two especially the fact that it was dark so you got the very pasty guy that's all bald and the very swarthy talon. Can you say swarthy? I'm going to say swarthy talon. <laughs> uh, so you can tell the difference. And I, it may be also like a light and dark thing, but I think it more than anything, it made it so you can tell who's, who's who during the fight. Because if they're both hairy guys, uh, you yeah. can lose that. And, I mean, there's the obvious, like, he's he's – rejecting mm-hmm. the werewolfism yeah. that is upon him. So he's like, fuck this hair. <laughs> I'm going to be a hairless werewolf. And he did ask Kate to like kill him if he did anything bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just had like, there were a couple questions I had about the film. Like, <laughs> like when it's Gavin. So, Talon is maybe supposedly dead. He is motionless on the floor. Yeah. And then Talon, or I'm sorry, Gavin is in front of Kate, and she's she's supposed to shoot him in the head. That was the whole Yeah, that was thing. the plan. Even though we know that this does not kill them, which I was like, then what is the point? Like, you <laughs> know it's not going to kill you. Yeah. We've already shot the guy 400 times, and he's still alive, so you think that this is going to work? Anyway, so... Um, so that's what's supposed to happen. And then Mr. Police dude shoots her. Yeah. And that I still don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what was up with the police dude in general. He was sketchy the whole time. I didn't even mention him in the breakdown, but yeah, there's this, uh, you know, police chief that's being very shifty the entire time. Well, and I think you mentioned that, like, there's that whole conspiracy to mm-hmm. take the land and stuff like that. Yeah. And at the end, he is implicated with that crime. But why kill 
okay. I don't understand. <laughs> it's like bothering me. I've I've st- I've been thinking about it. I've Googled it. I just I don't understand why he would have killed her. Uh, yeah. No. Unless he was trying to kill them all, but then kill the unkillable thing first. first. Yeah. <laughs> and then the the measly human. Like, I I I don't know. I had trouble with that one. Uh, my favorite scene in the film was when he rips Eric's face in half. Oh, yeah. That was dope. Yeah, that was great. Because the other scenes, like, and this is just a me thing, obviously. Everything I say is just a me thing. But, like, <laughs> with the big, in like, all those big scenes, I was really excited when he was, like, bashing people into bits. And there's, like, blood spraying ah, and the gore. And I was, like... Well, this dude's like really for realsies fucking these people up. I really like that. Yeah. And then they always went like one one hair over the line and ruined it for oh. me. Like <laughs> like in the lab, it's like smash smash, kill kill, punch punch, like awesome scene. And then he flings the dude into the camera. Yeah. To to end the scene and I was like, "Really?" <laughs> really? <laughs> Like, you just had a great scene. Why are you flinging this guy like a rag doll? Like, it's like more strength than he's ever had. Like, yeah. he's really strong, but he's going to fling some guy from the feet like a baseball bat into this <laughs> camera? Like, I just little stuff like that. And actually, that when you were telling me the other films that this guy's done, I was like, ah, he does it all the time. Yeah, It's like, here's some really, in my opinion, decent material and then it just like takes it a level too far and then it looks funny it turns into funny it's like so absurd that it's like not cool anymore i can see that but he's very much a pop horror director like he wants uh uh, you know it's easily it's more his horror movies are more digestible that's um, true like pop horror is the only way to put it and i i i prefer to digest harder shit that's true yeah But yeah, he did have a penchant for uh, ripping people's jaws open. Um, yeah, I was, I'm not I'm not mad about no, that. No, that was good. I do like that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, rip those jaws. <laughs> so I thought the because uh, I mentioned the cinematography um, before. So yeah, it's very interesting. It, it it's the way I described it is twenty eight days later, but werewolves. Um, yeah, that feels right. Because it cuts in between security footage, news footage, kind of found footage, but then it's not found footage. But even the not found, as you mentioned, is all done in a... Uh, it's filmed as if it is found Yeah, footage. it's... Like as if someone has a handheld camera. Yeah, exactly. It's all filmed with handhelds the entire time. So you feel them moving the camera the whole time. Nothing's on a still tripod. Everything's... Right, and looking like as if it... The, as if you are there in the in the film when you it look looks from person to person as they're talking and mm-hmm. looks down like there's not cuts to look down it just you pan the whole time like so it's i like that style for this movie and i typically like that style in general if it's used well because it does make you feel like you're right there in the action yeah. and it prevents you from seeing anything in your peripheral because it eliminates your peripheral mm-hmm. So, I I really liked the way it was filmed. Um, I liked the use of found footage and news clips and stuff like that. Again, making it feel very much like you are there. You're living in this area, and that's your news, you know, network. Mm-hmm. Um, I particularly like that because news in Europe, as you know, is like. That's exactly what it's like. It's like BBC and then like every country's version of that, like with the same headlines. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And different accents. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, this this feels real. This is this is it. Yeah. And they didn't feel Um, cheesy, the news things either. Like it felt like, yeah, legitimate. It really felt realistic. And like the... You know, you could say like, oh, that the found footage at the beginning, because really that's the only found footage. Mm-hmm. Like, 
the found footage at the beginning could have been taken out or whatever, but I think it sets the tone for the film. Yeah. And it gives you an excuse to have the characters review that footage later, mm -hmm. looking for the killer and looking for evidence and stuff like that. And they do that a lot. They review a lot of film found footage or surveillance footage or whatever mm -hmm. um, in the film a lot. So it's just like... I don't know. It just helps immerse you into the story. Yeah, it makes you pay attention to the times that they cut to a security camera because that's not just a throwaway, just cut to that. There's a reason why there's that, and they'll review it later. And mm -hmm. yeah, and the whole aspect. Of, Except for throwing the guy. Except into throwing the, camera. the guy into the camera. That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what else we got. So we uh, had a return of the werewolf room. Uh, in Talon's house, he had a basement where he locks himself to wolf out. And uh, we get to see that in a lot of movies, and I always enjoy a good werewolf room. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that it was like an old medical chair. I was yeah. like, bitch can't rip through that. Like, <laughs> okay, are you sure? Because he can rip through a human body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can't snap those little leather straps. Okay, interesting. But yeah, that was always fun. Like, and so he knew the the entire time. The mom knew that you know he that it was him. Like he can turn into this beast and uh, tear people apart. I still liked her character. Oh yeah, no, she was I didn't love the part where she's like, "You're not my son. You're never gonna be my son." I was like, <laughs> I'm "Not buying this in particular." But I did like how she was just like. You know, talking about the Romani family mm -hmm. and, and the affliction in the family. And then, you know, she freaked out when someone threw the rock that said killer yeah. through the window. And I thought that was a great scene. Um, but then later on, it just went a slightly over the line again. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, do what you got to do. Got to do she what dies, you got to do. She dies, so whatever. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> So my thinking on uh, what this porphyria means thematically mm -hmm. is, I think, something we've seen in werewolf movies, is that the werewolf is a uh, metaphor for uh, the brutality that uh, like lies right beneath the surface. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why Gavin shaves his head. Is Like you mentioned, he's trying to reject being a werewolf, but maybe he's also trying to reject his natural brutality but just can't hmm, interesting yeah I, I i think that the that these what medical or scientific explanations for werewolfism or lycanthropy it i think they typically make me feel like they're saying that there is a valid fear of the other mm -hmm. like there's there's this fear of the other that we all have and we may or may not believe that it's valid you know it's it's just a fear we have every kid hides that under the covers every kid's worried about what's in the closet or under the bed or whatever sure. and this one is saying no you should be scared and here's why like here's the scientific reason why you should be scared and it can be anyone including you you just have to be in the wrong place at the wrong time scratched by the you know or bitten or whatever yeah um so i thought it was interesting that the family was romani uh that uh talon was from mm -hmm. and that meant that or uh, to me that implied that there was even more other right yeah. like France is not known for being particularly kind to some groups <laughs> <laughs> and cultures. Um, the Romani among them, the Muslim among that group. Yeah. So, like, we know that, and uh, I mean, in America, we have no room to fucking talk. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, yeah. we're probably some of the worst but that being said i found it interesting that they chose that group i know it was likely a reference to the original the wolf man mm -hmm. but 
Um, that is a group that is consistently persecuted. Mm -hmm. And so it felt again like those, the, the, the trope of, and trope may not be the right word, but it does feel tropey sometimes. I'm not saying that it felt this way in this film necessarily because it d didn't feel so forward, but there is this trope of, quote, the, the dirty immigrant. Mm -hmm right like the others the people that don't belong here all the french are very like they're all very fair blue eyes tall cut chin like you know all the guards everyone that is fully french in the film is very like western european fair skinned sure, okay. and the romani people aren't yeah. and um talon is a little hard to see anything because it's just covered with yeah but <laughs> <laughs> but even so, like when as soon as you say Romani, you know that you're talking about a different looking type of people. Mm -hmm. And so it made me feel like they might be saying or it could be interpreted as, you know, these imposters or not imposters. Um, they are, I mean, people feel like they're being taken advantage of by this group. Yeah. They're refugees um in some in some cases and immigrants in others. And it's like this lycanthropy might be the reason you should be afraid. Like this is the boogeyman. I could see that because um, yeah, they definitely other talent in general, like everyone is already scared of him to begin with as he's just this large imposing figure. And then, yeah, you make him an immigrant or at least a child of immigrants on top of that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So it just felt like there were a couple different layers that we didn't don't always see in this mm -hmm. one. Because even in The Wolfman, like, we talked about the, the troublesome aspects <laughs> of the Romani <laughs> depiction in that film. But it didn't ever quite go this far. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this this one really brings the otherness and nationality into the picture yeah no i can definitely see that yeah no that's an interesting way to look at it for sure like the second it's the second layer it's like an onion no. <laughs> second onion <laughs> but yeah no they uh yeah it's um very interesting um I was just looking in the actor who played Talon because he is such a huge, literally huge guy. Dude, Turns out, yeah. uh, so his name's Brian O'Connor. Turns out he's the bass player for Eagles of Death Metal. Huh. So there, there you go. He is a musician. He can, I guess, shred some fucking bass. <laughs> um. So, um. Yeah, we did get a transformation scene. So, yeah. w what do you think about this transformation scene? Because it might have been a little hampered by the idea of the movie. Uh, I don't know what you mean by that, but <laughs> I think that the I think the transformation was meh. Like mm -hmm. it's it's not much of a transformation. It's like normal imposing big dude gets buff yeah <laughs> <laughs> it like skipped the montage and just went straight to the end of rocky yeah i mean uh, that's where i think it was hurt by the, just the theory of the movie um because it's supposed to be a realistic werewolf so they're not gonna have him you know get those weird legs i forget the awesome word i figured out for it but the, the, the like dog legs <laughs> and you know he's not gonna you know his head's not gonna grow ears like on the side and move his eyes and all that it's just gonna be him getting bigger and his mouth getting bigger i think that's about right. all that really happened but it is a very disgusting scene in a great way of just his yeah. spine snapping into place yeah, it's definitely more body horror. Like you, you're watching the like muscles and bones reform under the skin. It looked pretty cool. Like that part, I thought. I mean, I don't think the scene was bad. I thought the scene was cool. Yeah. 
But as far as a werewolf transformation, I was like, I came here for a werewolf transformation. Yeah, absolutely. No, as a, in the design of the werewolf, quote unquote werewolf in this movie, it's just it's just a hairy guy that's buff. Um, yeah. So, like, it's cool to do the realistic werewolf thing, but to compare it to all the various werewolves we've seen, it's not very werewolfy. Yeah. yeah, I am. I am fair. Lisa. May be a little bit more werewolfy. <laughs> I would assume yes, actually, and that's saying something. So, <laughs> so it kind of hurts because yeah, what 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 would happen if you were to boop that snoot? Oh, I lose the fucking you arm. Would. I would. I would just be torn into little tiny pieces and thrown about. <laughs> But uh, but he doesn't really have much of a snoot to boop. It's just a it's just a nose at that point. Yeah, I I would literally just be booping, big dude on the nose, probably on my tippy toes. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'd be dead. We'd have to lower you on chains, and you'd have to do like a a spinny move Woo-hoo. to boop him in the snoot. That would be fun, and I still somehow feel like I would be dead. Yes. <laughs> Uh, just it would be more expensive for everyone else <laughs> so on our scale for the transformation though where where would you put it between pup and like full werewolf i don't know i feel like this this one's tough like i don't necessarily think the scene is bad mm-hmm. like i like the moving of the bones and stuff it's just doesn't really feel like a transformation so i think i'll have to give it like a teen a teen yeah no i'm with you there like it's the idea of the whole thing is really cool, like the, the movie and like the scientific aspect. But yeah, when you compare it to, you know, American Werewolf, um, where they went full werewolf, like they're like, no, we don't care. It's it's werewolf. And um, right. yeah, it doesn't work for that, but it works within the movie. It's not a bad scene, yeah. but it it's a bad werewolf scene. Yeah. so yeah let's see what else do i got in my notes here um yeah i think that's about all i had on it cool um so yeah very highly suggested there is no uh plans or anything for any sequels at the moment it's a one and done um but very solid overall yeah again i think it's worth checking out there's no reason you shouldn't watch this film yeah absolutely it was again i i put it up there it's probably top five werewolf movie that we've watched so far this season for me at least sweet all right so let's move on to what have we been watching and or enjoying in our free time you know because you got tons of free time so much free time. Well, I did have a day off oh, yeah. this last week. <laughs> so that was nice. Um, and I binged Foundation. Okay. And it is really good. Um, I have not read any of the Asimov books. So I don't know what what is missing or what isn't or whatever. But from a person that has not read the books, this se- the season, the whole like everything about it is great the casting it's just i'm really enjoying it and i'm ready for season two very cool yeah uh i don't think i've really watched any movies i've tried i promise i've tried but i just (laughs) fall right asleep because i have zero time um so i did watch that i watched the first couple episodes of um wheel of time which i'm like i don't really know what to think yet and i also didn't read those books yeah i don't know what that like i've seen the trailers and it's not related to anything else like it's its own world right like it's not that's what i thought okay for some reason it's a series of a billion books. yeah because i keep threatening more game of thrones and i was like is that the new game of thrones but it's not okay Nope, totally separate. I and I'm interested. Yeah. Like I've watched the first three episodes. I've I'm enjoying it so far, but I'm also like, where is this going? So we'll see. All right. 
there are a lot of really pretty people, which always concerns me sometimes. <laughs> I feel like you're knocking Arrow when you say that. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yes. I literally call it CW. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, when I'm talking to my partner, I'm like, I don't know. This looks a little CW, don't you? Don't you think? That's so funny. That's a thing because I've also heard it on other podcasts and stuff where it's like, yeah, CW casting is like a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> let's find the most beautiful people that nobody else looks even remotely like and put them in quote unquote gritty situations with full face and makeup and perfect hair, even though they just slept in. Yeah. Like, what? This is not relatable whatsoever. And then that always just means that, like, only good shit's going to happen. And anything bad is resolved in, like, 30 minutes. <laughs> it's, like, it's, uh, I, I guess it's for, like, people that just want feel-good action, which is fine, but, eh. Fair enough. <laughs> what have you been watching? Oh, a lot of stuff. Um, I went and saw Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh yeah, I forgot that came out. Um, it's good. Um, I think it's got a weird. I won't give away too much, but there's a weird tonal shift at the like almost right at the end that feels weird. Um, okay. and it's definitely more of a Marvel movie than a Ghostbusters movie. Like it's, huh. it it has more in line with like your more modern action comic book stuff than the original Ghostbusters comedy. I mean, there's definitely comedy okay. in it, but... But it's not as forward as it was in the original. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but I did overall enjoy it. But it also didn't, like, blow me away or anything. Um, let's see. I watched the first episode of The Beatles' Get Back. Um, what? You ever heard about this? It's been all over the place. No. no. So, on Disney+, Plus. Uh, they're releasing basically unedited footage of the Beatles getting ready for their first concert together in years um, right before they fully broke up. Oh. And it's them rehearsing and trying to get ready for this thing, and it's really interesting. Huh. Um, it's a Peter da- Peter Jackson documentary, which I actually really like. I don't like him as a director, I... but I love his documentaries. Yeah, his documentaries are good. Interesting. I'll have to take. I'll have to check it out. It does drag oh. at times because it is basically like watching a band rehearse, and yeah, we know sure. how fun that is. Yeah. <laughs> but you can see, like, you know, uh, Paul's just like messing with something on the bass, and then like uh, there's a cut, obviously, so you don't know exactly how long it took. But like he's just starting with a thing, and then all of a sudden he has get back. Like one of their best songs. He's just f- oh, putzing cool. around and then, oh, yeah, I just wrote an all time classic, by the way. <laughs> <Ta-da>. <laughs> That's neat. Um, so, yeah, it's very cool. It's very weird how the first episode ends. I think it's supposed to be a four part series. Uh, I won't spoil that, but it's a really weird ending to the first episode. But okay. um, cool. outside of that, uh, I started watching Hit Monkey on Hulu. Um, I saw that pop up. I don't know. What it is, is awesome, is what it is. So, no, no, you like Doom Patrol. So in um in Mar- in the Marvel world, there is a uh, monkey hitman that's uh, possessed by a, <laughs> uh, a human that uh, you know kills people because he's a monkey hitman. <laughs> and they decided to make a cartoon out of it on Hulu, and it's super gory, super anime style. Um, and Jason Sudeikis plays the hitman and he's very archer ish in a lot of fun ways. Like it's him just kind of riffing. Um, but then, yeah, it's it's like the most brutal Marvel thing done in animated form that I've seen. So they're probably trying to catch up with DC (laughs) because Harley Quinn is not a cheerful (laughs) cartoon. So yeah, I'd, I'd highly recommend hit monkey. I don't see a lot of people talking about it. So throw that out there. Um, cool. and, uh, let's see, did anything else? Hold on. I feel like I did watch a lot of stuff. Oh, I watched, uh, The Rock and His Little Boat, or, um, Jungle Cruise, as it was called. Oh, God. It's pretty bad. 
Yeah, I could tell <laughs> that trailer I saw because you don't get a choice if you go to the yep. movies. They like throw it down your throat, and then I was like, "Ooh, no!" I will say I had an interesting choice of music because it starts the movie off with a flamenco version of "Nothing Else Matters." Of sure. <laughs> right. I okay. just want to go back to 1987. Find a guy in a, a jean vest, because we all know that guy, and be like, hey, in like 30 years, <laughs> Disney is going to use a Metallica song to open one of their movies about uh, about a, <laughs> about a one of their theme park rides. <laughs> oh, yeah. My soul hurts. <laughs> um. And then uh, it's an old movie, but I finally watched Rio too. That came in. Oh yeah. It's. It's all right. Okay. Well, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's cool. That sounds like a good list. Yeah, been uh, been busy with all that stuff. So, fun, fun stuff. So I think that brings us, uh, to uh, you know, wrapping it up. So. Next week, do you or next time? I should say, I shouldn't say next week, but next time, do you know what we're covering? No, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of Luna's picks. She's going to be presenting Valley of Shadows. Oh, yeah, I remember choosing that. Sweet. All right. So <laughs> if people want to uh, talk to you about Valley of Shadows and, and uh, maybe give you other werewolf recommendations on the socials, how can they do that? Uh, you can find me at Luna underscore Minui. That's M-I-N-U-I-T on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And yeah, follow me there for all the BS that I've been busy with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where can people find you? I'm Wizard underscore Matt on Twitter and Wizard Cosplay on Instagram and Pharaoh Wizard on TikTok. And my band is Leonardo Leonardo Band. Uh, Leonardo, Leonardo band.com is where you'll find all our fun stuff and shows and all that. If you happen to be in the Thornton area and want to go to a really scummy dive bar this Saturday, we will welcome you. Thornton, Colorado. Thornton, Colorado. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so other people are going to be like, wait, where? that's right. There's tons of other Thorntons. Thornton, Colorado. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I think that'll do it for this week's episode. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.